Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and on this episode, Ollie Bridge from Bonjoro joins us for another intriguing conversation. For those joining the podcast for the first time, I'll give you a quick recap of our previous discussions. Ollie shared Bonjoro's growth story and discussed in detail how they retain their customers and turn them into superfans. Today, we're going to take a slight detour and dive into B2B affiliate marketing. Let's get started. So another thing I want to talk about was like B2B affiliate marketing, right? Because I think this is, well, first, let's start with this. Let's, what is your experience with the B2B affiliate marketing? Like, give us a little background there. So it's funny, before I joined Bonjour, I didn't have any experience in B2B affiliate marketing. Um, I'd done a bit of B2C, so I'd worked for a company um, where we, yeah, we did affiliate marketing on the B2C side, but we were the publisher side. Um, and then in Bonjour, it's interesting, like going into the B2B space, I was trying to look up, how do I do this thing? Like, I wanted to get an affiliate program started for Bonjour. And I think like a lot of people, you spend like months Googling around, <laughs> but, like, do I use like uh, Rakuten? Do I use like you know, one of these uh, networks? And then I realized like three months in, I was like, what am I doing? Like we've got some amazing customers who might be our best first affiliates. Let's start with them. And that's probably the best place to start. So that's what I did. And from there, we eventually figured out a way to grow a pretty good and powerful affiliate marketing uh, program. That's what's funny about it is like, and I tell, you know, clients and customers that like they go, wow, like with influencers, like who do I go after? I'm like, look at your current network. Like you have to realize you have super fans, you have advocates, you have people that love you and you're trying to get other people to like you and love you. And it's like, wait a second, but what about the people, once again, in your Facebook community, in your whatever, following you on Instagram, people that have seen you already sent you emails, like, why don't you look there? You don't have to pitch them and sell them on anything. They already love you. And all you have to do is figure out who they are. And I love that on the affiliate side, it's like, great, you could go find Mr. Master Affiliate that's you know in, in Thailand making millions of dollars, that's great. But really at the end of the day, he doesn't necessarily care about the product, he cares about the money. Right. That's what it comes down to. How much can I make? If you give me $20 and they're giving me 18, I'll go with you. Right. And, and obviously the product had plays into that as well, but it really, it's a traffic thing. But if you go after the people that are listening, like I don't need to go get the Bonjoro tattoo because I already have it. Like I'm already using it and I already love it. Like it doesn't get any better than that. That word of mouth is, yeah. is absolutely awesome. So I love that. I think that's a, a huge tip is say, look at your current audience and, and go after them when it comes to influence or affiliate based stuff. Well, I think that's the thing. As long as you nurture your, your audience well enough from early on, you'll get enough advocates where then there'll be someone in there. We were really lucky. You know, we got our biggest sort of inflection point three years ago was Pat Flynn used our product. He basically, he got sent a video uh, from ConvertKit and was like, well, what's this? What's going on here? He signed up for Bonjuro. Um, we are pretty sure we sent him a bear once he was, I, I don't know, something like that. But, you know, we, 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 we won him over and we managed to get some, yeah, some inflections nice. from that. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's always a good thing. It's, and that's what I love too. I think you guys, that's another thing that I, that I love about it is that when you send somebody a Bonjoro that then they actually say, wait a second, what's being used here, right? I think there's that natural kind of like organic, it was kind of like, I think it was Hotmail that was sent out originally when people started using Hotmail at the bottom, it said, oh, if you want to get a free account, sign up here. It's kind of the same deal, right? People look at that yeah. and say, wait a second, like, this is really awesome. What is this? And that's how it caught me when we talked about it. I was like, so what do you guys do? And you sent it to me and I was like, okay, that's out of hand. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's insane. And so I think that's what kind of got my mind going of like, wow, this is next level stuff. And once again, you guys have done some, some good stuff since then. But so what do you think some of the common challenges are for marketers when it comes to, to, to Facebook or it comes to Facebook, comes to affiliate marketing? Um, what do you think some of the, the, the pain points are? So the biggest one, I guess, is like we already talked about it, but the recruiting. 
so recruiting but i think it's like start small like there comes a point when you're you've got your affiliate program worked in working where you can then start reaching out and doing cold but i'd say like whenever you do cold like what this applies to any sort of cold outreach doing it like hyper personal um you'll never get a response you'll never get a great affiliate relationship if you don't do it really truly personal um and then i think like getting them to work with you versus other people like there are lots of products out there and like affiliates are always thinking like there's always something new sort of coming on the scene and falling into their hands so for me like something i've done as a marketer is to dog food our own products bonjour so if a new affiliate signs up i'll send them a personalized welcome video so i'm really trying to make sure that i'm doing the onboarding piece in my own role as well in the marketing role and i think like a lot of affiliate marketers if you're doing it if you're running an affiliate program you could do that too it's really easy and again you just want to make sure that they're activating with you they're going to stick like you're going to be top of mind basically um i guess well like keeping them interested that's a tough one that's one i'm still figuring out um you know how do you keep someone interested maybe if they're not quite making as much money as they hope they'd be making these sorts of things so you know again to be honest that's a sort of something that I still need advice from others on because that's the, I think that's the toughest one. It's always an ongoing challenge because it's the yeah. thing is there's always something new and shiny that's going to offer a higher commission. And, you know, so it's like, how do you, well, I think the the key, what you're talking about is developing relationships. So saying, hey, listen, it's maybe not, maybe their commission is a little higher, but really, you know how, let me show you the different ways this product can be used. But it is always, because I do a lot of affiliate marketing and affiliate marketing is not easy. Right. And you can have, you know, sometimes your audience loves certain things and sometimes they don't. And, you know, once in keeping people interested and in saying, hey, listen, there can be some money made here, but we just got to talk about that. And that's, you know, educating them on exactly the opportunities that are at hand. So I think that's cool. So what do you what do you think like some major benefits should be to be affiliate marketing? I mean, there's obviously it can take a lot of work, but what do you think some of the benefits are? I think for a, a company starting out, one of the big benefits, if you do it early on, is, is backlinks. You know, if you're looking to to grow your domain authority like this is a really early win like you might get pretty lucky and get some backlinks from some like micro influencers or sort of mid-level influencers that give you a bit of that sort of backlink juice um so that's a big one i think uh the second is it's like it's it's really reliable like a sort of flywheel effect like it if you get an affiliate marketing program going in b2b it doesn't really peter out unless you really take your eyes off it it tends to just sort of stick you'll keep getting those clicks coming through as long as you've activated your affiliates well in the first place you'll keep getting that nice sort of drip through like you do with with great content you know if your affiliates are creating great content then it's great for you so it's reliable i think that's a great thing like it's just that baseline that you can build on um and also it's just simple to do like don't complicate it it's, it's really easy to start a program. You know, a very simple thing you can do if you haven't got it already is if you've got an affiliate program, put it in the drop down of your, like if someone's got a little, you know, if you've got a SaaS tool, make profile drop down things so they know that you've got a program and you're getting your existing customers signed up to it. Um, just little things like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty simple to be honest. It's just that first few months when you're trying to figure it out, don't overcomplicate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no, because it is complicated. It's, you know, once again, you talk about, do I do, you know, share a sale? Do I do this? And I have networks here. And how do I tap into this? And how do I get these people? And what's the best one to use? And should it be reoccurring? Should it not be reoccurring? Should it be 10%, 20%? Like what, you know, what, what are the tiers? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces to it. But I do agree that once you get a good program in place and have some good results. You can show other affiliate marketers, hey, this is what we've built. This is how we put it together. These are the banners that have been used. There's some good stuff that can happen. So what do you think some of the best tools are for um, B2B affiliate marketing? So the one I use, Tapfiliate. So I wouldn't, really, I don't have any experience in others, but I love Tapfiliate. It's just simple to set up, um, 
easy for me to manage, you know, as a sort of publisher, easy to get people paid. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, from a sort of SaaS and sort of B2B point of view, I think that's a really, really great tool. Um, yeah, apart from that, obviously, I'd say Bonjoro in terms of like keeping connected to your affiliates. Um, I don't think you need that bigger stack on the affiliate side, like when you're running an affiliate program. Like if anybody's got any other tools they think I should be using, tell me, but I don't feel like I'm missing anything right now. No, and, and that's the thing too, is that I think it's what people, what I think people miss on the affiliate side of things, that it's it's the quality of the affiliates and not necessarily the quantity. So it's that's the things, if you can make them feel special and you can get some good things and really helping them build out what they need to build out so they understand. Because that's the thing with Bonjoro, I think that's the, it's not an issue, but for it is an issue. It's not an issue. It's an issue in the sense that there's so many different ways that people can use it. So what happens is I think when they, when an affiliate understands the education of that and how and where they can put that in those their articles, that's what I think is what is valuable. So we talk about like that video funnel playbook of like, hey, these are how our clients are using it and being successful. Like that's the reason I'm going to be downloading that is because I want to like I want to know. I know that there's 10 things that I'm thinking of. I know there's 30 that I'm not thinking of. Right. And that's what is, is exciting to me is I know with my current system funnels that I have, the things that I do, there's ways for me to make things more personal, which is, you know, we were, I was talking about making things more personable years ago. And I have, I have made it more personal, but there's steps to make it even more personal. And I love the fact of, of being able to do that. So, I I, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah go for it. I was going to say like, maybe like a good, a good landing page builder as well. If you want to truly make sure that you're getting your uh, affiliates, like the sort of personalized partner pages, like one regret, I'd say the biggest regret I have is that as CMS, I didn't early on get built in the ability to build like great partner pages that were compelling for our, for our affiliate partners. And we're literally only just sort of getting around to that. Um, mainly because we're a SaaS company and 95% of resources in a SaaS company go to products. They don't go to yeah. marketing. So yeah. I'm always at like, the back of the queue when it comes to this stuff. But finally, we're getting around to that piece. So I think, yeah, starting out, if you've got a really great way of building great, compelling landing pages for your partners, that's a key thing. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that's, and they, they did that. There's a few companies that did that very well in the influencer space. They would have these you know, thought leaders, influencers that they would work with and they would build out a very, an awesome landing page. It has the influencer on there talk about this. And so the influencer talks about, you know, a makeup product and then all of a sudden they go to the landing page and then they see the influencer there. And then it's like, oh, that's exactly what I want. And it helps increase in conversions and everything. There's some good makeup companies. There's actually quite a few companies that did the personalization of that, which is some work. But once you have the template together and you, you spend that time, once again, it's that personalization of coming to a landing page and people going, Jennifer recommended this. Here I am on Jennifer's landing page. I know this is what I want to buy because she just showed me the demo on, on her Instagram. Hey, Ali, please allow me to pause the conversation for a minute and talk to our listeners about the services my team and I offer. If you need help with any of your digital marketing campaigns, be it SEO, influencer marketing, content marketing, or PR, you can hire us. We offer customized solutions so you can skyrocket your growth and boost your ROI. And if you need more details, please check out my site at shanebarker.com. Now back to the conversation with Ali. This was awesome. I knew this was going to be fun. I knew we were going to have a good time with this. Now we we come to I call it the fun section, but I, I would like to honestly think that that the whole thing was fun. I mean, I you know you don't if you don't think so, that's okay too. But I like to have some fun here. So this fun section, um, if you could, there's a few questions we got here for you. So if you could travel to one place in the world for free, where would it be, and what would you do there? Now let me let me go ahead and let you know too, that wherever you go will be 100% COVID free. You will be fully safe, which is pretty much okay. nowhere in the world right now, but let's just in the special, this little world that we're building. 
Um, we're going to make it so you can go there COVID free, even bring the family, bring the current wife or even your past wife that you don't, really, <laughs> that, you, that you don't have. Um, let, where would that be? Where would that be, man? So I think I'd go to Rwanda mm. and there's two, there's two reasons. One is that my, my, well, basically my best friend, like one of my best friends, Tom has lived out there now for probably coming up to like seven years. And I just haven't been able to get out there, like been able to get the money together to get out and visit him. Uh, and the time as well with having kids and stuff. So Rwanda. And when I'm out there, I do the whole sort of trail, the trek to see the mountain gorillas, which would be quite cool. I think that would be a memorable, what, like what lifetime is, memory. What does Tom do out there? What does he, ah, oh, so he went out there and he started up this website that reported on European soccer leagues in East African languages. Really good idea. It went really big. Uh, he actually had, a, one point the second biggest sports uh, Facebook following in the entire continent of Africa, um, which is mad only behind, there's a uh, sports website, I can't remember the name down in South Africa, but he was behind that. So he, he started off doing that. Um, I don't know what he's doing now, to be honest. I think he's doing like internet of things, connectivity for supply chain um, uh. in, in Rwanda. So that sort of stuff. So, but that's way, way beyond me above my head. I'm not sure what it's up to with that. Go, Tom, go. Awesome. We, we yeah. need to get out to Rwanda. That would be awesome. I've never been out there. I do have, I think my brother's been to Rwanda. Anyways, yeah, I, I've heard nothing but good things. I mean, once again, like any country you go to, you, you, there's things you got to watch out for and all the other fun stuff, but I've heard good yeah. things about it for sure. So here goes the other thing. The other big question we got, other fun question in the fun section. If you could choose a superpower, what would it be? What would be your your superpower? It's I, a hard I, one. I used to answer like one or two things for this. I used to answer like invisibility, but I always think that sounded a bit like seedy because what am I going to do with that? So like, I'm, I'm switching. I want to be invisible. Out. Kind of like you were when your wife came back and <laughs> kind of, we call that stalking once again, but it's yeah. okay. I'm going to go with flight. And actually I'm going to go with flight because it's just been Christmas time. And I don't know if you guys watch it as much out there when Christmas comes along, but um, the snowman, uh, the, uh, you know, the sort of, kids sort of flying through the air with a snowman that, that, yeah you know, that's always cartoon. a good time how cool would it be if i could fly it's a sort of snowy winter in shropshire and i could take finn my my three-year-old and fly him over sort of christmas scenes um yeah very peter panish i like that yeah i mean why yeah. not that would be what's your what's your son's name uh finley Finley, yeah, he would love that. He would let let me yeah. know if that happens. That would be right after you fly kick your brother. That would be the other video that I would. <laughs> Maybe I've would been like in lockdown. See. Yeah, too long. I've been in lockdown too long with Finley. I'm starting to become a sort of child <laughs> in my head. I want to fly. I'm like, no, that's nobody's here to judge. But you want to fly, you get to fly. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. So last, well, last second, last question. If, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be? Okay. and why like what would who would be who'd be on your list i love asking this question because the answers are always so like you think you have somebody pinned to something and they say something you're like i had no i would have no idea so i was like i was thinking about this earlier and one thing came to mind that's never come to mind before and i don't know why it came to mind this time but the first person i thought of and it's sort of like sad and a bit sort of heart-wrenching but it's my mum's mum so i never met my mum's mum and it made me think actually what if i could how could that be amazing if I could sort of meet someone that was so close to meeting, I think I was like one when she died. So that'd be cool. So my mum's mom. Yeah. And then because we're in lockdown and I haven't been able to see her for ages, my mum. So then I've got my mum, my mum's mom's together like me. And then I've got to pick 
this is probably a reunion, but I'm going to pick someone to like come in and like keep us all entertained, um, give us something deep to think about. So Brian Cox, the uh, the scientist, yeah. I just think he's he's so inspirational. So he could just sit there, just like uh, telling us amazing things about the universe, and uh, just, yeah, I don't know, it's just an uplifting kind of guy, I think. Yeah, I mean that's that's so you got you got grandma, you got mom, and then you got the guy that's smarter than pretty much everybody, and he's going to yeah. go ahead and educate you guys and, and entertain you. Yeah, I like it. That's why I ask those questions. Some people it's personal, like oh it's family, and some people are like you know it's Bob Marley, some people it's Elvis, it's other people's Obama. Like it, it's I love the mix of because it's it, it, I just think it's a good question because it just once again then you kind of get to understand the person and, and how they are. So um, I've had some really interesting answers of where I like people I didn't know who they were and I had like Google them afterwards, which was kind of entertaining because I you know want to know who, who wants to sit at your table. So last big question is if anybody needs to get in contact with you or wants to find more information about Bonjoro, like what's, where do we go? So yeah, Bonjoro is easy. So B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com, Bonjoro.com. Um, you should figure out what we're about on there while well, you've listened to this, hopefully. So you've figured out what we're about, but um, that'll help too. Um, me personally, I tend to spend most of my time on social on Twitter. Um, so Ollie and O-L-I underscore bridge, if you want to follow me and connect and sort of talk about marketing, other sorts of things as well. Um, and then like the video funnel playbook, I think that's really important because that is like the sort of fundamental backbone to what I did in marketing last year, but also just to help our customers and help the world figure out how video can work for them. So the video funnel playbook is a big one. I'm going to be downloading that literally after the podcast before everybody else does, because we don't want your site to go down or anything. Cause you know, going with all these people, all these hundreds of millions of people that listen to me on a weekly basis, it's probably a little less than that. It's probably, I think it's like my aunt and my mom and I think my cousin, but anyways, that's okay. They're going to download it. We're excited about it. And you guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe as well. Um, and once again, Ali, Hey, Thanks for taking the time, bud. I know we've been going back and forth. I'm excited we were able to get you on today. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to chatting with you more. After I get that playbook, I'm probably going to think of 40 different ways that I can use Bonjoro. So we'll have to probably set up another time to talk here soon. Cool. Thanks, Shane. I genuinely really loved it. Really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Absolutely, man. Cool. We'll be talking here soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Growth Podcast. And I hope you learned a lot that you can apply to your marketing campaigns. On the next episode, I host another thought leader. So stay tuned. Oh,